since last time we were here, Abella, my oldest daughter, and my wife, Lillian, we've been to Africa. We went to Kenya back in February. And uh, as far as we know, we didn't, we didn't get, get anything, but we gave a whole lot of stuff. Where, you know, they bring somebody in there that's paralyzed completely on their left side. And you say, well, how did they get that way? I don't know that part of the story. What I can tell you is they were paralyzed, could not walk, couldn't do anything on their left side. They brought them through and we just touched them on the head literally 10 seconds. And as they just kept walking with her and she walked right outside the door on her own. If anybody's in the medical field, you can correct me here. Uh... Bursalosis? Is that am I saying that right? I don't know. Bursitis, whatever, it's something like that. Uh, H. pylori. Okay, what about this one? Do y'all know arthritis? Y'all heard of that one? Some of y'all call him Uncle Arthur. Arthritis. Y'all ever heard of that one? Anybody in this room ever had to deal with Uncle Arthur? Arthritis, I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. This lady was eat up with it in the name of Jesus. The next day she's out washing clothes and working in her field. What I'm telling you is Jesus is still king. And the same king of kings and lord of lords in Africa is the same king of kings and lord of lords in Camden, Arkansas. Even in Louisiana, where they shut down our public schools for a whole month. They just did it. Where people that have people in, in, in the nursing homes can't even go visit their parents in the nursing home. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, people, don't let this spirit of fear jump on you. But I got a question for you this morning. Why toilet paper? What's the deal with toilet paper? I mean, like, you ain't going to eat. So, like... Before all this happened, I've had well over a hundred different people tell me, Brother, Brother Jason, when things happen and things crash and it gets bad, we're coming to you where you live. We know where you live and we're coming. I guess I'm going to look at them and say, bring your toilet paper and your Clorox and come on. I don't get why toilet paper. But here we are. People are being people. It's time for Christians to be Christians. It's time for Christians to be what we say we are. Is there anybody here that's a Christian? Then who are we? We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are, are we not, made holy because the holiness of God dwells inside of us? Are we not under the blood covenant that says by His stripes we are healed? Are we not the ones that can look at HIV and Corona and every other thing that is named and tell it in the name of Jesus you got to bow? Is that not us? If you have a Bible, look at Luke chapter 9 real quick. I stumbled across this verse last week. And I don't think, you know, we probably never read this one before. Matthew, Mark, Luke, y'all ever read in Luke before? I found this little verse over here. And it's just been on me and on me, and I just I just can't get off of it. So we're just going to start right here. Luke chapter 9. Look at verse 1. And Jesus called. Who did he call? Do y'all see up on the screen where it says 12? 
It does not say in this New King James Version, it does not say apostles. Do you, do you see that? Now, you may have a translation in your lap that does say apostles, but this one right here just says a disciple. And my point right here is, how many of us are disciples? Simply meaning, how many of us are followers of Christ? That is what disciple means. I'm a follower of. Do we have any followers of Christ in the room? That's me. I, I am one of them. Are you with me? It's just really this simple. What did he say? He called the twelve disciples together and what did he do to them? Gave them power and authority. Just stop right there. What did he give you? I need you to tell me what you have. Do you have it? Did he give it to you? Did he give it to us, the people that are followers of Christ? What did he give you? Over what? Now, don't just tell me demons. How many of the demons? How many? Even that which torments your grandchild at night. Even that which is tormenting your son and daughter running the streets right now. How many of those demons did he give you authority and power over? Are you here this morning? He did, the verse does not say, and he called Jason and gave him power and authority over all the demons. What it says is, over to his disciples, that's you and I. What did he give you? Over what? And to do what? To cure diseases. What does that mean? Whichever one you want to name that you think is impossible. You think it's impossible because the doctor said they have this, this, and this. And I'm going to tell you right now, what does the Word of God say? What did He give you authority and power over? Over all demons. Well, that right there is not a demon. That's just a sickness. Okay, then what are you supposed to do to the sickness? Because you want to split hairs over what it is and how they got it and how... Did he give you authority and power? If it's not a demon, what are you supposed to do to it? Imagine that. I'm, I'm being facetious, but understand something. The church is in fear right now when he's already given us authority and power over everything that can be named. That at the name of Jesus, every knee's going and what's going every tongue going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Right or wrong? Over everything that can be named, is he is he king over it? Over everything that has a name, did he give you authority and power over it? Of whom shall I be afraid? Though a thousand may fall at my and ten thousand at my right hand, it shall not come nigh thee. Why? Because I have made the Lord even the most high my habitation. We want to quote the first part of that, but not finish it. You got to finish it by making the Lord our most high, our habitation. Means our dwelling place. Means he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. And I will say of the Lord. Come on. What is he? He's my refuge. The name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. I'm telling you, the same God overseas is the same God here. He's just looking for somebody to believe what he said. 
that shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. I told my son, which we're blessed to have Judah with us. He's home from Christ for the Nations. They're on spring break. And we're still waiting to see what they're going to do with classes and all that. But that being said, we were talking the other day and talking about what all was going on in Dallas and Corona and all that stuff. And I told him through text, I said, son, I'm thoroughly convinced that if you took Corona and looked at it under a microscope and tell me it's alive and put it in my hand. And you go put it and look at it again, it will be dead. I'm thoroughly convinced because my Bible is true. That's a bit haughty, ain't it? No, I just know my God. I know my God and He's able. He's able to deliver us. Are you there, church? Come on, we need to be encouraged in Jesus this morning. Because everything out there is trying to discourage you and they're trying to control you by fear. And it's amazing because fear made everybody go buy toilet paper. I'm serious. I'm serious. I told my wife on the way up here, they're probably going to change it to something else this week. And by next weekend, it'll be something else that fear has made everybody go buy. It's nuts. It really is. Don't let fear control you. I want the church to just stop for a minute and think. I want you to think of all the songs that in the last two years have been written about fear. That even came out of Arkansas. Fear is a liar. Do y'all remember that one? Fear is a liar. But yet we get in the middle of it and we forget those words. We forget those declarations that we've been declaring. What's coming out of your mouth? Because what's coming out of your mouth is where you are. Well, I'm afraid that, well, you better watch it. Because you just gave it permission. Because you just told it you're afraid of it. Well, it's not that simple. Oh, but it is. The words of your mouth open and close doors. The words of your mouth is what condemns you or sets you free. Life and death is in the power of the... Are we there, church? And you're going to live by what you speak. We need to start declaring the word of the Lord. That by His stripes... I am. I am. I am. It doesn't matter what I feel. I am. Because the I am lives inside of me. Did he give them authority and power over how many demons? How many demons do you have authority and power over? Wasn't quite as strong that time. At least we in agreement. How many of them did he give you authority over? It doesn't matter what your name is. It matters his name. And all that matters is you believe. Did he give you authority? Did he give you power? Does he have it? Does he give it to you? To do what? Whatever he's doing over that power of the demon. Right or wrong, church? And to do what with sickness? To cure it. To cure it. Are you there, church? You got somebody at home. You got somebody that's sick across the country. What do you have the power to do? Speak to it. Speak to it. You say, well, I can't get to him. Call him on the phone. Send him a text and tell him, read it out loud. There was a precious lady in Kenya 
that was dying a few years ago. And I couldn't get over there. And I love this lady. She's like a mama to me. She's raised up over 50 pastors out of her house that have come through her house. This lady's precious to me. They sent me word that she was dying. I sent an email. They went into her room and read that email. The woman popped up completely healed. Okay. The same God that I serve, same God you serve. Because I know this verse right here. What did he give me authority and power over? And to do what to sickness? Disease. Infirmity. What did Jesus do? He's my example. Are you there, church? I'm not talking to pastors in here. I'm talking to us. The people of God. I don't care what your title is or is not. I don't care what you do for a living or don't do for a living. What I care right here is do you believe the word of God? Well, brother, I came in here and I got all this in my body and I got this, these things and, 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 and I got this and I got that. Okay, speak to it. We was in the church last Sunday. Lady came up, because I preached her the last two Sundays. Lady came, comes up to me. She says, you remember praying for me last week? I said, I do. She said, I had this cancer on my leg. Big old nasty, she said, this big nasty gray thing coming, protruding out of my leg. Doctors told me it's cancer. I said, you prayed. I woke up the next morning. There's nothing on my leg but pink skin. I said, God gave me pink skin where there used to be. This growth. This is right here in West Monroe, Louisiana. Literally a mile from the paper mill right there, just to give you an idea where we were. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Did he give you authority? What you come in here with this morning? Speak to it. You say, I have been. And I'm just not getting a victory. All right, let me help you real quick. Can I help you? Somebody's untold you, you just need to have more faith. And I'm going to tell you to take what they said and throw it away. Because what Jesus said, when the disciples came to him and said, increase our faith, what Jesus said was, if you have the smallest amount of faith. He never addressed the increase of faith. What he said was, if you have the size of a mustard seed. In other words, if you have the smallest amount, you can speak to the mountain. But what has to happen is there has to be no doubt. Okay? You got to believe. Okay? And you're sitting here saying, well, I have been believing. I don't know what else to do. Then keep standing. And having done all to stand, stand ye therefore. You say, well, how come so many people are instantly healed and others of us? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't, it doesn't fit my theology either. Okay, but we're going to keep standing. How about it, church? How about it, church? Mama, you're sitting here struggling because your daughter's and your son is this, that, and the other, and you don't know what else to do. How about let's just keep having faith? Okay, don't go on a witch hunting. Unless God reveals something, then deal with that. But other than that, just keep having faith. Stand on the Word of God. Declare the Word of God and keep standing. Okay, don't let somebody tell you if you had faith, you'd been healed. Are you there, church? Because I'm telling you right now, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I don't know what to tell you about it other than just keep having faith. Keep standing in what you know and let God continue to do until it comes through. Okay? 
Some people are instantly healed. Some people are not. I don't know that answer. I don't. I don't know. And that's typically people's answer is, well, the timing of God is perfect. Well, the way I read the Bible, the timing of God is now. I don't know what's withholding it, but keep standing until it's completed. You there, church? I'm just telling you the Word of God. Because I don't see anywhere where Jesus prayed for anybody or spoke to anything and left them not completely healed. Well, what about the man that, you know, he couldn't see? Well, I said that he didn't leave them completely healed. Okay? He didn't leave him until he was completely healed. Why? Because he has all authority and power in heaven and earth. He has all. According to Matthew 28 and Mark 16, he has all authority and power in heaven and earth. Does he not? Does he not have all? Does he not have authority? Does he not over all demons that he given to you? Are you getting this right now? Stop living in fear. It doesn't matter what's coming. What matters is but God. What matters is there's a Red Sea in our way. What matters is Moses take what's in your hand and stand up against this thing. And what happens? He parted the Red Sea and it was even dry ground. Are you there, church? What's in your hand this morning? What's in your hand this morning? The Word of God. What did the Word of God tell you? That by His stripes I am healed. What did the Word of God tell you? There wasn't one feeble one among them that came out of Egypt. What did the Word of God tell you? That He gave me all authority and power. He gave it to me over all the demons. He gave me authority over all them. And to cure diseases. Verse 2. Luke chapter 9, verse 2. He sent them to preach. Oh, we we was all good when we was talking about healing stuff and speaking against demons. Now verse 2, what happened? Oh, Lord, I don't know about this, Brother Jason. Let's get back in verse 1. We got authority and power over the demons. I'm with you. Let's, let's see some cancer healed. I'm with you. Let's see some leukemia healed. I'm with you. But I don't know about this preaching stuff. Can I help you? Open your mouth and just speak, Jesus. I didn't tell you to stand up here. I told you to wherever you are, speak, Jesus. Standing at the counter at the local hardware store, speak, Jesus. You at Atwood's across the road over there, speak Jesus. You're the Dollar General. You're a Walmart. It doesn't matter where you are, be Jesus. Because what's going to happen? You're going to speak Jesus and then you're going to get the opportunity to lay hands on somebody and they're going to get healed. Because that's the Word of God. You preach the Gospel. It says it right here, verse 2. He sent them to preach the Kingdom of God and to... What are you called to go do? Speak Jesus. Be the Gospel. And do what? Heal the sick. You want to see a church get fired up? You let every, you know, however many of us are in here right now. It's, it's under 250 of us, in case anybody wants to know. <laughs> I'm being facetious, but. Okay, however many of us is in here. There's a good many of us right here, right now. Can you imagine if all of us walked in next Sunday with a miracle of what God had done through your hands? Christ for the nations would have to get out of your way. Because you've got a story to tell. You want to see some people get fired up? You let everybody in this place walk in here with a story. Cancer was healed. It's verified. Blinded eye opened in the McDonald's, man. I saw a, legs lady, a lady grow in the middle of Walmart. Well, I was on the other aisle on the other side of Walmart. And the lady stood up out of a wheelchair. I'm just saying, you want to see something break out? 
You let a people get a hold of these scriptures right here and go speak about Jesus and lay your hands on the sick and let them watch recover. And don't wait on Sunday for Brother Jerry to pray for them. Are you here, church? Are you taking this out of context? I'm not. I'm just reading what's here. What's right? What's there? He sent them to do what? To preach the kingdom of God. What is that? Jesus came to die for you. He came to set you free. And you know what? He can heal you if you just believe me right now. And to do what? Preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. What are you called to do, church? Not what Brother Jerry and Brother Jason called to do. What are you called to do? Be the gospel. And then you're going to heal the sick. I want to walk in that. Walk in it. Well, if somebody would pray for me. No, 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 no. Read your scripture right here. Hear what he gave you. Tell you what he told you. And go do it. Is God with us? Is the presence of God with you even right now? Well, you go to work. You say, I don't have. Listen, God will bring you divine appointments. They'll find you. They will find you if you're just available. Amen. You want to walk these two scriptures right here? You say, I don't, man, I'm, I'm a bit intimidated. I, I just don't know. I need boldness. Okay, I'm with you. If you're right now, if you'll just do this with me, God, I'm available. I'll let you use me. Okay? And what he'll do is he'll bring something to you that you're comfortable with, that's a little bit out of your comfort zone, but you're okay with, and you'll walk that one out, and all of a sudden you're growing into more. And you're growing into more. And you're growing into more. Are you following me? Okay. Because see, I'm going to stand right here and tell you something that you don't, you're not going to believe me. I am, by far, was probably in this whole room, the probably the shyest guy in this room at one point in my life. I was the guy that when my mother, my mother would be walking, I would be behind her skirt looking at you with one eye behind her leg. If you spoke to me, I'm wrapped up in the middle of her skirt. Because if you can't see me, if I can't see you, you can't see me kind of idea. Right? I was that guy. I was the guy, you didn't speak to me, I didn't want to, no, mm -mm. I was that guy. I'm running, I don't want anything to do with you. Until the Holy Ghost comes. And He shall endue you with power. Because you look at the disciples, these same guys that went and did and then were in fear again. And you watch what happened in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Ghost comes on them and something in their whole life changed. Church, what we need is the power of the Holy Ghost refreshing upon us. Walking in power that gives you boldness to be a witness. Because see, where you're looking for is called the presence of God. And what I'm trying to tell you is to walk these scriptures out comes from abiding in His presence. Comes from living in the presence of God. It comes from the being in the presence. So what happens is you get up in the morning and you spend time in His presence. And then you go to work and you do. And you be looking for those divine appointments. You be looking for those kids that need to hear about Jesus. You be looking for that elderly person that needs that encouragement. Are you there, church? This is not complicated. It's really easy. Go be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's not always glamorous. It's not always fun. But it's the Word of God. 
Okay? It's not every day that I see the amazing of God in the sense of miracles and manifestations, but I see it a lot because I'm available, God. I'm available, God. I'm available. Is anybody in here available? Come on, are you available to be used by God? Are you available, God? I'm available. I want you to use me. I want to see it, God. I want to see you move through me. I know what you've done in my life. And I'm available, God. Use me for your glory. Use me for your glory. I'm telling you, he's looking for somebody that would say, I'm available. I'm available, God. I'm available, God. Romans chapter 5. I got to read this because I feel it in the room. Somebody needs to hear this right here, right now. I wasn't going to do this. Look at Romans chapter 5. Look at verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have what? I feel it in the room. I feel the turmoil. I feel some people going, I'm not even sure if I'm saved to even be able to walk in this. So let's back up for a minute. This Bible verse right here says what? I have been justified by faith. Okay, so just pause right there for a moment. Do we still believe Jesus heals? Let's back up. Do we believe Jesus saves? Why does it take more faith to believe that He heals than that He saves? It doesn't. If you can believe that He is and that He's the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him... If you can believe that He has saved you and called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. If you can believe that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Then why can't we believe that people can be healed if I touch them? Because I have it living inside of me. Christ in me. The hope of glory. But it all starts right here. I've been justified. What does justified mean? The old, the old definition is just as if I've never sinned. Declared righteous is another way of saying it. I've been made in right standing with God. Anybody here in right standing with God? Because see, somebody needs to hear this. Because I'm telling you, we have churches full of people that don't even know if they're saved. They walk in Sunday to Sunday in turmoil going, man, I hope I'm saved. I hope I... No, no, no. Let's get back to it right here. Therefore, what? Being justified by faith, I have What? I have peace with God. Somebody needs to hear that right now. I've got peace with God. I am His and He is mine. I am at peace with God. Before I ever walk in miracles, before I ever walk in that, I am at peace with God. you got to understand this right now. By faith, I am justified before God. I am made righteous before God. I am holy before God by faith. And I am at peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you here this morning, church? You need to get this down inside of you. Forget Corona. Forget HIV. Forget cancer. Let's talk about Jesus. I've been made righteous through Jesus. I have access to the Father through Jesus. He's the doorway. There's nothing that stands between me and the Father but Jesus. And I'm at peace with Him. I love Him and He loves me. I am His and He is mine. And that settles it completely. somebody are you at peace with God and you're here and you're saying I'm not at peace I got turmoil in my heart today you can be at peace with God but it all starts right here being justified means you called out to Jesus and said Jesus I need healing I need on the inside of me 
I need to be made right inside of here. I was hurt. I was hurt, God. Things happened to me that should never have happened. And I need you to make that right inside of my heart. I forgive that person and I ask you to forgive me and release it. Because I'm going to be at peace with God before I leave here today. I'm going to be at peace with God. It don't matter what your name is, who your daddy is, who your grandfather is. It's about you and Jesus. You got to be at peace with God. Because you can die without the coronavirus. But you better be at peace with God. Are you there, church? I told you my first cousin passed away, didn't I? Everybody's going, did he do this? Was it that? Was it this? Was it that? Well, his history shows it was probably this. Or it might have been that three-foot water moccasin that was in the, the box of cereal right beside of his bed. I don't know how he died. All I know is he's, he's gone. Well, was he at peace with God? Only God knows that. But I'm going to do my best when I die to be at peace with God. I can't answer for you. But I'm going to walk out of these doors today at peace with God. I'm going to wake up in the morning and when that black cloud tries to get on side of me, I'm going to be at peace with God. That thing has no way on me because I'm at peace with God. And when the enemy comes to accuse me, there's nothing to accuse me because I'm at peace with God. I have been justified. I've been made righteous and I am holy because I'm at peace with God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where it comes from. There's no other name by which we can be saved, church. Are you here this morning? I'm trying to help you. You got to get some peace. Because you'll never walk in the authority and power until you're first at peace. Some of us have been trying to walk this stuff out. You like the seven sons of Siva. You're trying to believe something you don't even believe. I want to believe it, but you ain't there yet because you're not at peace with God. Well, brother, you just don't know what all I did. You don't know the power of the blood of Jesus. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. You're telling me right now. But I think I did the unpardonable sin. You wouldn't be in this room if you thought you did unpardonable sin. And here's why. Because it takes the Holy Ghost to draw you to repentance. You have not done the unpardonable sin if the Holy Ghost is still convicting you. Are you there, church? It's time to get right with God and be at peace with God. I don't care if you was out in the parking lot smoking one up, getting high out in the parking lot and walked up in this room. We can walk out of here at peace with God. And we can be set free from the need of that thing. Are you here, church? I don't care if you got tracks all in your arms and in your toes because you're trying to hide it. You can be at peace with God today and you can be set free over every tormenting spirit of hell. Because he gave us authority over that which is tormenting you. And you can be set free. It's the power that God gave us. But it all starts with the Lord Jesus Christ. In Him I have believed. In Him I live. In Him I move. In Him I have my being. Because see, I look in this room and I tell you every time I'm here, there's so much potential in this room. And I see people today, I I don't know if I've ever seen you. And I'm looking at young men in this room and I see so much potential. And I see so much calling and gifting on you. But you got to give it in to Jesus. You got to quit running from it. And you got to walk out of here at peace with God. And when the enemy comes against you, 
And that she woman trying to take you down, you better look at her and say, I'm going to stay at peace with God. Don't you mess with me. Let's be real. you got to stay at peace with God. And the way you do that is you set aside yourself for the presence of God. And you commit yourself unto the Lord. And you commit your way unto the Lord. And what's He going to do? He's going to bring it to pass. Are you there, church? you got to be at peace with God. Before you can ever walk, walk out Luke chapter 9, first you've got to be a disciple. That means you've got to be at peace with God. You've got to be a follower of Christ. That means you've got to walk it out. And it all starts right here. And see, what I want you to do is I want you to look around the room at each other right now. You see everybody in this room? Look at each other. Look how good these people look up in here. Y'all see each other? Brother up there waving to people. Woo-hoo. You see each other? See, we all judge each other about what we know about each other. God's looking at your heart. Okay, so what you got to do is you got to drop all that mess that you know about somebody. And today, if we're willing, we can be at peace with God. And if I'm at peace with God, we got to be at peace with each other as best we can live. Well, we got to look past all our shortcomings and all our failures and everything of our past. And we got to let God have His work in their life without my judgmental attitude upon them. Because let's be truthful in this place. There's so many people that we know that stop walking it out because of the judgment that came from other Christians. Is that the truth or not, church? Well, the church is full of hypocrites. Well, we better go look in the mirror. I'm just saying. Because if we're not careful, it's easy to let that thing creep up inside of us. Well, I ain't going over there because they got hypocrites there. Well, so does McDonald's, but you eat there. So does, so does Walmart because you bought all the toilet paper up. I know it was you. I know it was you. Because y'all live in Camden. Y'all bought all the toilet paper up. Y'all probably came down to Monroe and got all ours too. Come on, somebody. We got to be at peace with God. Because you can be prepared. You can be prepared and you can be prepared and you can still die and go to hell. You can have a room full of toilet paper and Clorox. See, all these essential oil people quickly turn to Clorox. I'm just messing with you, essential oil people. I'm just messing with you. You can have food for days. You can have preparation. And you can still die and go to hell. You can die with a hungry stomach and die and go to heaven. Because you're at peace with God. See, there's things that matter and there's things that matter. We can sing the song and we can still not be at peace with God. I was watching my sister over here twirling early with her tambourine. And I was watching her just dancing before the Lord. And it excited my heart. Because when you know what God has done for you, it makes you want to dance about it. Don't forget what God did for you. If you came in here and you're at peace with God, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget what hole you climbed out of. Don't forget the day you cried out, Jesus, save me. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. Don't you take it for granted. Are you there, church? Don't you take it for granted. We won't you take it for granted. Because He's still holy. He's still holy. 
He still has all authority and power, and he's waiting on you to step into it. And I'm telling you, it starts by being at peace with God. It starts by being at peace with God. You want to walk it out? You've got to start by being at peace with God. You've got to know in whom you have believed and that He's able. Because see, some of us, not too long ago, we were full of hopelessness. We were full of doubt. We were full of unbelief. We were full of all sorts of things. But God in His mercy came. And I'm telling you, there's anointing on you that if you just step into it, you'll be amazed at what God will do through you, my sister. Do you hear me, my sister up there? Got the head thing on up there? You hear me? I'm telling you, God's doing something in your life. Don't be kicking against because it don't make sense to you right here. Are you hearing me? You know what I'm talking about. Because it wasn't that long ago when the devil was trying to take us out. But here we are. Come on, somebody. See, if you take your hands... And you lay them on the sick, that's what's going to happen. But you got to remember when they get healed, it wasn't you that did it. It was the Christ in you who's the hope of glory. Church, if you're here, and I, listen, I'm very serious right now. It doesn't matter if we know each other, no matter how long you've been coming here. It doesn't matter to me in what position you are in this church. This is not about that right now. You're in here. And you came in here and you got turmoil in your heart. And there's things going on that's messing with your peace. Right where you're standing. I just want, I'm sitting. I just want you to stand. And we're going to speak the peace of God. And those of us that have got turmoil inside of us. We got to know something right now. I got to walk out of this room at peace with God. If nothing else, I've got to walk out of here at peace with God. As you say, Brother Jason, you just don't know what I'm going through. And I've got a smile on this morning. I'm faking it up in here. But I'm falling apart on the inside because you don't know what I'm going through. The accusations and the things that people are saying against me. Listen to me. I'm hearing you. And you're right. I don't know. But Jesus does know. And I'm telling you right now, we can walk out of this place in the peace of God. If you're standing, I just want you to right where you're standing to let the peace of God come on you. If you're here and you say, man, I don't even know much what you're talking about. You say, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. Well, today we're going to do something about that. I'm going to give you the opportunity. To walk out of here completely at peace with God. If you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to give you the chance to come right down here up the front with me. You say, man, I'm embarrassed. Just trust me. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Because every one of us that are at peace with God started somewhere. And it started by confessing it. If you're here and you don't know Jesus or you're backslid in your heart and you know that you're not where you're supposed to be with God, would you please come up here and let's, let's, let's declare it and let's get it right with God. Just come up on the front with me right here. 
If you're here and you're already born again and you just said, I'm in turmoil, then just stay where you are. But if you don't know Jesus, I'm inviting you to come right up here with me, right here across the front. Jesus' name.